we are excited. We are in our deeper challenge relationship edition. This week we was called Sexy Week. Many of you as couples, you came through this week. If you didn't hear anything about that and you're like, oh, I missed that, we can send you the videos and stuff. But we had an awesome week this week. We will announce, you know, we had some giveaways and stuff. We'll do that at the end. But our segment for today is on, and for those of you who are visiting us and you're kind of like, do they just... Like, do they not preach the word here? Like what? We are in a season. This is part of what we're doing in this month is, is really focusing on relationships because relationships are foundational in the kingdom of God. In fact, we don't talk a lot about it, but relationships are foundational. So this week we are dealing with the issue of house, which is the issue of home. We're super excited this morning because we have both uh, the Witten side of the family and my mom joining us this morning as we dive into some of the issues that are faced uh, within family structures and with the home. And with that said, we actually have a, a video for you this morning, a couple of videos this morning uh, sent from our pastors in Atlanta. So if we can play that video and if you can join me guest this morning Toronto City family how we miss you all it's been much too long since we've been together got a couple of tips for you though to have a great family promise you practice these everything will change and for the better number one tip make meal time your communication and blessing time make meal time prime time what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I'm going to give you part of my experience and what we do now. Eating together is so incredibly special, but the culture has forced us to fast foods and away from the dinner table. It's, it's kind of amazing how the dinner table is so scattered. Now it's the couch, it's the bed, it's the bedroom. Everybody gets their meals, goes, you know, go to their own particular places, protect their food and eat their food and do whatever they do. And they never come together. Did you know one of the things that makes family, really family, is eating together. And it was a big deal in my house growing up. I, I, I believe it'll change your life if you make it a big deal in yours. Family time, make it prime time. That's the time you talk about the day. That's the time you impart blessing. That's the time you get what's going on in the life of, of your of your children. Uh, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. It's better than looking on your phone and in eating your meal. It, it, it's eye contact. No phones allowed. Hey, make meal time your prime time. Oh my God. Change your life. All right. Make meal time your prime time. Such a good starting off insight for us. So, good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good, awesome. Well, I'm just, again, I want to back up what I said earlier in the introduction. Just good to see everyone. Welcome today. We want to welcome everyone who's joining us online. And uh, as we said, we're doing things a little different this month, and we're really enjoying just this opportunity for dialogue and conversation and interviews. So um, I'm excited as well just for my parents to be sharing, my mother-in-law as well. They are, uh, when we're talking about family uh, you know, they've both in their different ways obviously built family that impacted us. Uh, Sharon's in my life so much has been a pattern for us in so many ways. So we just want to dive right into the questions and some will be for my parents, some will be for uh, my mother-in-law, some will be for everybody and we'll just kind of mix back and forth. But we want to start with just the first question, we'll just, this would be for all three of you. What is one of your fondest memories of family? So if you think about just 
our families growing up? What's a, what's a memory that really stands out to you, a memory that really sticks out in your mind? Maybe we'll start with, with you, Dad. Uh, first, I'd like to say that it's good to have the mic. My son has ragged on me several times from this stage over the years, and now it's my chance. <laughs> now to answer the question. Um, get ready, son. <laughs> um, in our family, uh, one of the most, uh, one of the funnest times, and, and one that holds some of the, mo- the best memories is when we go to the cottage. My mom and dad-in-law had a cottage on an island, and so we'd end up there every summer. And it was absolutely amazing family time. Uh, a lot of distractions were gone, and we just, you know, had fun as a family. Uh, that's one of the tops of my list. Awesome. Mom, how about you? Well, I, I would say that uh, we don't have the cottage anymore, but that just continues. We, have, it, we bought a trailer up on the same lake. So that's very, um, for myself, it's very, um, very much a part of still, even though we don't have our original, you know, four children there. We have uh, grandchildren coming and uh, we have, still have some really good times. I think that, that's so important to have, establish those places. One of the things that uh, Joel <coughs> and maybe Brendan said to me as well is our lives changed a lot. We've moved a lot, cha- changed our location. I don't think we've lived in a house longer than four, eight years since we've been married. And um, the, the, just that place where uh, it's a stability factor, you know, the cottage, we always had the cottage and now we have the trailer. And uh, it, it's just a place that um, really grounds us we can gather together and just get away from regular life distractions and really have those times of just sitting, having fun, campfires, you know, swimming together, having fun together. So very, very important for uh, just for family. Yeah, and definitely, obviously, having grown up and experiencing that and continue to experience that, I, I would totally agree. Um, I, what you're saying reminds me where I've heard uh, different, you know, just different people talking about the importance of family. And they've talked about, even with our children, don't focus on buying things as much, but focus on creating experiences and, and opportunities to build memories together. And so I can definitely vouch for that. Uh, Mom, how about you? Okay, fondest memories for me, similar. We would go on long, when we lived out west, we lived in Calgary and we had a camperized vehicle and we would travel all the way across North America. We would drive all the way from Calgary down into US, into California, one time into Mexico. And it was fun and we could do everything. Actually, we had to give up that camperized village vehicle because Pastor Sharon climbed, she fell off the bunk bed. (laughs) So we said, you remember that? Remember, I, f- I fell off the bunk bed, I, 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 and it was like one year we had the the, tri- the camper thing, and the next year it was gone, and I couldn't understand why. It was yes because I fell off the upper bunk or the lower bunk. I think it was the upper. I think it was a pretty steep fall. Pretty steep fall. She was little at the time, but we had fun times driving through and stopping at. Actually, I said there were three things we had to have for the children. Three of them. We had to stop at a McDonald's. We had to have a park and we had to have a motel if ever we stopped at a motel with a pool. They had to have a pool, McDonald's, and a park to play in. And those were some of the fondest memories. 
<laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, one of the things that I would just say as a fond memory, um, as we grew up, and I know this is something in our household, but also something that is distinct in your household, is that there were always people in our homes. I think we grew up, my mom was an English as a second language teacher, so we had foreign students from all around the world who would eat at our dinner table. Um, there were people from, I mean, we probably had how many people, hundreds of people pass oh, yeah. through yeah. throughout the course of the year. And then with you guys, you guys, uh, since I've come to know you guys, every time I walk into your house, I don't know if I'm going to meet, you know, a local church member, a local, you know, neighbor, um, a stray cat. Yeah, the, the neighborhood cat. Week. Neighborhood cat that I, I, you know, had this little black cat fly by me. And I was like, I didn't realize you guys had a cat. And one of the kids told me, no, we don't have a cat. That's someone down the street's cat. So once again, you know, distinctive to both families is that we've had people in our homes. And for you guys, you guys have um, moved into the fostering and the adoption era, uh, or not era, um, kind of you, you've adopted that as part of your family structure. Do you mind sharing about how that's affected the nuclear family? Kind of some of the dynamics. How many kids maybe over the years have you fostered, generally speaking? And then uh, adoption, how that has affected the nuclear family? Well, we didn't start with adoption. I think way back when we lived in Calgary and um, Pastor Brennan was small, we started having people. As soon as our home, we had a big enough house. Side note, I'm just going to pause you for a second, yeah. Mom. We lived in Calgary. My family lived in Calgary. Their family lived in Calgary. We didn't know each other. We all went to the same, same church, church in Calgary. Mm -hmm. I, ta I taught Sharon Joy Sunday school. He taught me Sunday school. <laughs> my father was on the board with, I think it was my your, brother. with um, mom's brother. And we did not know each we other's families each other. at that time. <laughs> So, God, but God, right? Like, how does God create this storyline? But anyway, sorry, so Mom. So, Pastor Sean and Pastor Brendan were insurance ministry at the same time. That they didn't know each other. Yeah, no, she was with. Oh, Joel. I was with Joel. Joel. Probably. She was yeah. with Joel. Yeah, with Joel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with Joel. Joel. Twenty years later. <laughs> um, but we had we as uh, soon as our home got big enough, and then I started thinking about it. Even when we didn't have a big home, we started inviting people who. Uh, who were having maybe uh, challenges finding a place, whatever, living with us. So that was uh, oh, way back. I think the first time I remember that, Pastor Brennan was three. And we had um, a, a fellow and, uh, come and live with us because I think he was having Bob Huey. He was having, I was going to say, was that Bob yeah. Huey? Yeah. He, uh, was he, a, he was he, a roofer in Calgary. He had, uh, you know, problems, uh, relationship problems, didn't have a place to stay. So he came and stayed with us. And that was in our three-bedroom townhouse. So, um, you know, that was just something. Uh, we, uh, we got a bigger home in Calgary. Then we had some very interesting experiences with people coming to stay in our Ex-cons. <laughs> Ex-cons. We had a program at the church. Yeah. Well, that was. And they weren't quite as ex as you might think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we learned a lot through that. So so when we uh, so when we moved to um, Ontario, and uh, I just really um, I I remember very distinctly having uh, devotions, and I, I always used to take my guitar out with the children uh, children, and uh, Saturday morning when uh, Sean was home, um, we would do uh, devotions, and we would sing and and uh, read the Bible together. Uh, and, and I really, I just had talked to someone at, um, the, at, a school, at the school that, um, you know, we were considering putting the kids in about fostering. Well, at, at, that, at that point, we hadn't fostered, but I, I had this thought about, well, when the children get a bit bigger, 
uh, I think we need to foster. Never even crossed my mind, never even crossed my mind to ever adopt. We had four children, uh, and, and so that, that was the thought planted, that was the seed planted, and then when uh, Aaliyah uh, was six, we began to foster. And we've had probably over 30, if I sit down and count them all, I have to think about everyone that came through our home, over 30 children in our home. Uh, we still have a child in our home who uh, came in March 2020, and she still hasn't left. <clears throat> so, um, and, you know, we've, uh, Sean and I were just talking about this last night, some of the, you know, some of the answers to some of the questions. And uh, I was, uh, I, I went through university, I was bound and determined I was going to be a French teacher. Um, and... I, I never made it that far, but Sean was uh, saying to me, um, well, you, had, if you had the choice, would you have chosen teaching, going teaching? Uh, and I, I said, you know, um, in terms of maybe ease or, you know, following what I felt was a passion in my heart, um, maybe, but I, we, we, through this whole process, we uh, adopted Cassandra and, uh, and Ashley, um, you know, has continued to live with us, came out of the foster system. Uh, she came to us when she was four, and she's still living with us now. And she's engaged in helping us care for Kathleen. Uh, so, you know, I, no, I mean, the challenges of fostering were many times, I mean, heartbreaking. Um, you know, it, it was uh, something for me personally, if I, especially if I got very attached to a child and they went back to a home, that situation that was not good, very, very difficult for me. And I, I'm sure that the children felt that, found that too, because um, I, I don't hide my emotions very well. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it has impacted our family. I think it's, it, I think for the whole point of having children in our home and having to care for them and some of the challenges and some of the challenges of dealing with the social welfare system and parents who were very antagonistic towards us. I think it's really just helped uh, our children to, you know, have a, an appreciation for some of the things that go on in people's lives. It's given them a more of a heart of compassion. Um, have any of them chosen to foster? No. So that says something, but not yeah. yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Well, it, with it, within the foster care system right now, it's it's much much different than when we started. But I think it, the whole experience. Uh, would I go back and turn it around and not do it again? No, I, I, because I believe any time that you give of yourself and give of your space, it affects the whole family and it can in very positive ways. And especially if you sit and you have conversation about it and you some of the challenging times you sit down and you talk through it and you can share why some of the things that are happening and I, I just it, it just increases your heart to be you know your enlarges your heart to be able to love more you have anything to add? Nothing. Okay. Um, yeah well obviously talking about you know kind of diving right in uh, you know obviously share about the opportunities also the challenges. Um, question I want to pass on to uh, Mom, I was Mom Nimrod. Uh, I just call Mom. Sometimes it gets mixed up in the household because they're both just Mom to me. Uh, but with uh, the question as well, 
For you, Mom, uh, one of the things that's always stood out to me, because uh, within your family, obviously, uh, there's been definitely some challenges of grief and loss, obviously, with Dad going to heaven in 2006, Paul going to, going to heaven, uh, what would it be, back 217? 217. So how... Um, what, how is this, what has God kind of taught you through this? Maybe some people would look and say, how have you stayed so strong in your faith? You know, how have you kind of, what, what, what's that journey been like for you? It has been challenging um, because loss is always something that I grieve. I still miss them. The two men in my life, my husband passed away 2006 and my son 2017. But I have had to learn to put my faith in him and to stand on the promises of his word. I remember um, looking at the scripture and, and Jesus, when he left, he said to us, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So I had to go to the word of God and trust the word and stand on the word of God and, and trust him. And even in times of difficulty, I say, Lord, you are in my life and I'm going to trust you. I run to the word of God. I spend time and that's how I deal with the grief. Now that is, it isn't there. And I remember in particular at Paul's death, one day I was really very, very upset, quite hurt and grieved and crying. And a friend of mine called me and while we were talking, she told me about this book by Rob, uh, Jonathan Kahn, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, you may know it's a Jewish, Messianic Jewish rabbi. And he, he was writing about death and he said, we look at the tomb as a symbol of death, but it is a symbol of life. Jesus died, he was buried in the tomb and he came back to life. And for the believer, absent from the body, present with the Lord, we go from life to life. And that encouraged me so much. I needed that word that day. And since then, I, I, my perspective on looking at it, because we're going to meet again someday, but I look now at the tomb as, for the believer, as a symbol of life not death, because we're going to be with the Lord. And this, this became real to me because a very good friend of mine in Whitby, who I, I do a Bible study fellowship with her at the Hebron Christian Reformed Church every week, she passed away yesterday morning. And it just hurt so much, but the Lord said, a symbol of life. The tomb is a symbol of life, not death. So from God's perspective. So I've had to go to the word of God and stand in the word of God and know that one day we will reconnect. And for Paul in particular, the Lord showed me his life was a miracle from day one. When he was born, he was dead, actually. He was under from miracle after miracle after miracle because he lived for 40 years. And the children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years and God worked miracles, miracles. And I saw that in Paul's life. Miracle after miracle after miracle. And he transitioned from life to life. Yeah. Amen. I was uh, driving with uh, Nuri to uh, church one day, and this idea dropped on my mind, and so I shared it. I'm a dad, and uh, 
above just about everything else. I'm a dad. I don't know what it's like to never see my son whole, to never see him grow up strong and healthy. I, I've seen uh, my two genetic sons and a whole lot of other sons do that. And I wondered out loud with Noreen, What an amazing experience it must have been for Carl to meet his son mm -hmm. at the door to heaven yeah. and to see him whole. Yeah. Uh, there is no such thing as death. No. It's promotion. Yeah. And to see his son standing at least as tall as he was for the first time and to see him strong and vibrant. What an astounding homecoming. Mm -hmm. How can you grieve for long when you can see that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing, Mom. <laughs> and thank you for sharing, Dad. Um, I think growing up in our household, I know that we had a lot of traditions. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of traditions. I know we had a lot of traditions. Um, I can think of just all kinds of Christmas traditions, oh, all yeah. kinds of, you know, remembering my grandmother, making us get up in the morning and pray. I remember the prayer. Um, I remember you guys teaching us, you know, um, honor your mother. I think the first scripture that they taught us was honor your mother and father in the Lord for this is right. I'm pretty sure that was the first scripture we learned, you know. Long life. With long life. <laughs> yes. Because they were trying to, you know. Oh, like huge. We, I just remember those things. So what are some of the traditions or habits that you guys have kind of um, had over the years? Maybe one or two that, you know, kind of kept family together. Me? You want me to uh, we'll start with you, Dad. Uh, we always take advantage of the opportunities to big up the kids and each other and the family with things like birthdays. It shocked me to my to my core when we started uh, Church Without Limits and, and home base was kind of the church and you know everyone gathered and there were all these blank faces when we started celebrating someone's birthday. I mean, there were literally young people in our home that had never been celebrated on their birthday, and that was so foreign to my way of thinking. I didn't know that existed. And, and so we take advantage of that, and we make absolutely certain that everyone knows at least on one day of the year uh, that they're, you know, wildly important and that it's special. And, you know, God has a plan for their life. They're not an accident. It didn't just happen one day. And uh, that's certainly a strong part of our tradition. So good. Mom, what about you? Yeah, I, I think, and, and I want to just elaborate on that. In terms of celebrating, we don't always do this. We always... We always do have birthday parties. We just had a big one on Monday uh, for Sean and for our grandson, Augustine. So we bring the whole family together. You know, we, we do um, really put the focus on the individual. But I think in terms of the, the, uh, the birthday tradition, in terms of especially young people who came into our home who had never really been celebrated, uh, it was sitting them down and letting people in the room share something that really has impacted them about this individual or something that they really um, liked about that individual. Uh, it was so affirming. I mean, I, you know, it's just something that seemed quite natural to me. 
to to affirm, but a lot of them had never been affirmed in that way. And I think also Christmas. We've always had that Christmas tradition where we've gathered together as a family. And I don't need to... Um, Pastor Brendan bemoans the fact every Christmas about how they had to wait for Christmas presents before we did our tradition reading now, the Bible. This is when he was a child. Now he's far more spiritual. <laughs> it was somewhat traumatic, though. <laughs> Bring on the trauma. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Mom? Any traditions out of our home? Oh, we had a lot of family traditions in at Christmas time in particular. We would all gather together as a family and... Um, um, we grew up like that. My parents were believers, and every Christmas we would have not just my family, but anybody, everybody around who needed somewhere to come. They would open and invite them, and every Christmas we had a celebration of family plus other people. And then when I lived in Calgary, as Pastor Sharon mentioned, I used to teach English as a second language and had people from all over the world. Wherever there was a conflict in the world, I had somebody from that country or two in my class, and we would invite them over, and they would come over for dinner, for lunch. Actually, some of them even slept over, and we had the opportunity of sharing Jesus with them, praying with them, and telling them, you know, and I know some of them did accept Jesus as Savior. So our tradition was inviting. My family did it. My mother came down, invited everybody, get together Christmas time, and we couldn't do it this year, but what we did was a Zoom meeting of all the family around the world. There were four generations on it, from England, the United States, across Canada, and we did the family thing. We couldn't be in the same room, so we said we'll still keep that tradition of getting together. And and I thank God for most, a lot of my family are believers. They know the Lord, so we were able to share what the Lord was doing in our lives. And I'll say one thing about out of our family, uh, that stuff, like you, you guys had to wait for the gifts to be open after the prayer, you know, the, the reading of the scripture. Our family, most of my mom's family, sisters and stuff, they're all in ministry. So everybody wanted to preach, pray, <laughs> prophesy, musicians, we sang songs. And this generation was starting to get annoyed. Like we were just like, can we, you know, so every time we would gather as a family, it was one big worship service and, and somebody... The only thing we were missing was an offering, essentially. Like, I think all of us had oil laid on our hands. Laid. Anyways, so yeah, definitely a tradition of our family. We're going to cue a quick video for you again, Bishop Johnson, just a tip for family. Got a tip for you to make a great family. I promise you, doing this will revolutionize and change things in your household. It's what changed my household. My, my household was being scattered all over the place. So one of the things I did, and think about this, make bedtime your blessing time. Make bedtime your blessing time. You know, how tough was it to get kids to bed? It's usually, they went on to sleep. But if you put them to sleep and you, are, and you tuck them in and pray for them, and do what the Lord instructed me to do for my children. Lay hands on my children and pray for them. Out loud. Even awesome, even you can pray with them or have them pray. It's amazing what happens in the connection, in the reconnection of family when bedtime becomes blessing time. 
amazing. And then between you and your wife, practice the same. I promise you, you'll change everything in your household. Another great tip from Bishop. He's so excited to put together some videos for us. So I messaged him. He had them off to me like within the hour. A um, couple more questions back here. Um, what are some things that you did intentionally within our families to make sure that we were putting God first and to really talk about the priority of just relationship with God? I, you know, I, I was just thinking, um, sort of cluing into what uh, Bishop was saying. Um, it's interesting because uh, Micah and Shiloh um, come to stay overnight at our house, usually on Tuesday nights. And I've often um, gone downstairs and Micah is still awake. Nana, you didn't pray with me yet. So it's just, um, and, and, you know, I, I think the um, honoring God, I mean, we talk about the Lord, the blessing of God in our lives. We don't leave it just to a specific time, although we do have specific times. Um, it's not doesn't look the same now as it did when the children were younger because we'd always do devotions. Um, and I can remember even a, t- a particular time uh, when we were at the cottage, we'd have worship time on the deck and then we'd ask the children to to preach. They'd get a scripture and they'd have to share on something. So it's just making that a priority, uh, making uh, the things of God, like that's got to be your highest priority. And we did, even when the kids were involved in soccer, what, you know, sports type of thing, if they had stuff on Sunday morning, we said, well, we'll be there if it was a, a tournament, we'll be there after church. And, uh, um, you know, we got some grief from some of the coaches sometimes and some of the other parents. Um, but that was just something that we had established from the very outset. We knew the importance of putting God first. And, uh, um, you know, that might not look the same for everybody, but that was something we definitely um, zeroed in on. Even, you know, even if we're, we were at the cottage, we'd find a place to go to church. Um, because that was important on Sunday mornings. So good, so good. I think we share the same thing in our family, Mom. You guys, you, I mean, we were in church every Sunday. I don't think there was a Sunday we missed. And, Mom, do you want to just share real quick just about, I think you guys put us in everything God. If God was in the middle of it, we were in it, basically, in our household. Any thoughts on that? Yes, uh, well, we did have a prayer um, in the morning. We'd have a quiet quiet time we prayed with them and then in the evening Cody went to bed too at night we would pray and read the word of God and if there was a, any Christian camp they were in there they were in vacation Bible school we were school. in the they Baptist in, camp the yeah. Alliance camp the Catholic <laughs> camp we were in all camps everything that had Christian in it they were in it and we were so in, I wanted them to be involved in, in church ministry and as a result we see that now happening they were there we spent we this is what how I was brought up. My parents were Christians and we were into Christian things from the very beginning. So I poured that into my husband too. Poured it into them. Camps, um, vacation Bible school. Missions trips. Mission trips, yes, around the world, wherever. Yeah. Serving the poor. I mean, we did everything as kids. Absolutely. (laughs) Just one last question for you guys. um, And we're going to cue one last video from Tiffany Johnson. You know, there are many people that um, are not currently, may have had a bad family experience or upbringing or not currently living in a family structure. Once again, we're in the city of Toronto and many people, it's such a transient city. You got Mm -hmm. university students, you got people 
um, adults living alone. Um, any thoughts as to how to develop and cultivate family? Yeah, I've got a wonderful idea. It's called connection. <laughs> yes, connection. We had a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, connection can be very kind of sterile and lonely, or it can be a community that's really wonderful. And and uh, we choose to have community that's really wonderful. Alana and uh, Vicky, uh, two uh, of the uh, of the gals in our group, decided they were going to have a, a fun day, so they coordinated an activity, and we went ice skating, and. You know, uh, Alana and, and Vicky both were kind of beating the drum and phoning people personally and encouraging them to come out and so on. So we had a bunch of people that came out, and we were at a skating rink in Ajax in 40-mile-an-hour wind, wind factor, 30-degree <laughs> below freezing, uh, you know, uh, uh, wind uh, temperatures. And then we came back to the house, and we had pizza, and we, and we pulled Noreen in, because her birthday's the day after mine, so they had a happy birthday song for, for Noreen and I both, and we had cake. And I was sitting there in the midst of all this, and uh, it was so uh, rich. It was so rich. And I uh, sat down beside Alana a little later, and, and, you know, without any nudging, she said to me, basically the same words. And then later on, uh, Cher said basically the same words. And when we, when we do things that are our Heavenly Father's priority, His blessing shows up. His anointing shows up. His grace shows up. And there's healing and there's restoration. And we don't even necessarily identify it like that. We just know, man, that was a good night. That was really rewarding. And community is very near, well, relationship is right at the top of our Heavenly Father's list. And I know, having had the experiences we've had, that a lot of people have been beat up and bruised and so on because uh, things didn't always work well in relationship. But that's not a reason to stop doing what our Heavenly Father says. This is my heart, and I want it to be your heart. And... When, when, you, when you get outside and you step outside the comfort zone and, and you actually engage and get involved, um, God honors that 100% of the time. And it makes for rich living. So we had a fabulous time yesterday. It was so much fun. You know, 40 mile an hour winds, you didn't even have to skate. Yeah. The I'm human, sorry. You said the you human didn't sail. Have the wind blew. Yeah, no. Oh, See, that's why yeah, I don't come yeah, to your connection. Yeah. But yes, Pastor Sharon would have watched from the car. I would have been in the car, absolutely. But yes, community. Yes, sorry. <laughs> family, family. Oh, Sharon Joy, you have to come next time. <laughs> I do need to come next time. I, I, I'm skated and I sat down and figured it out. It was 48 years since I skated, and I thought, man, I got a pair of skates. They cost me $5.65, and I got 30% off because I'm an older guy, and they have this old guy day. And uh, Is that senior's day, Dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, and then uh, it took me about 10 minutes, and I was back into my stride, and I was 18 again. It was awesome. And we didn't pull a muscle. We didn't have any. No. Great. No, no. Why would I do that? I was out having some fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're going to cue one more video here. And then we're going to ask, I don't know if you want to ask for you guys to pray 
for the families in Toronto City Church to impart a father and motherly blessing on our family. And can I just family? share, ask that, you know, if there are, you know people who are single, who are lonely, who are bad, reach out and embrace them, invite them over, talk with them, pray with them, because being alone is not easy. So I want to encourage you that. Yeah. Bring them into your family, invite them to connection group and reach out in love for them. You know, it's interesting. I, something I was reflecting on just listening to share because we, we sent out the questions. But, you know, sometimes we do these things and things pop up, you know, that I hadn't thought about for years. Or I've never heard my parents mention it that way before. Uh, you know, but it's just one thing that's really interesting to me. The scriptures talk about, the, the Bible talks a lot about hospitality. And it talks a lot about welcoming people into our lives and welcoming people into our homes. Uh, you know, and I think there's, there's something there for us. It just, it's one of my takeaways actually, just from even uh, listening to this today and just really asking the Lord, how can we be more generous with our home? How can we be even more hospitable? And sometimes in a city it's tough and, you know, some of us don't necessarily have a lot of space. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that's just something that I, you know, I kind of saw as a common train here that I'd never quite clicked into before. I mean, obviously I knew it, but just how generous, uh, you know, mom and dad, you were, mom, you and, and dad were as well, just how generous you were to welcome people at home. So I really think that's something that pleases the Lord. And I think it's something like some of these things are not rocket science. It's like, will we open up our home to others? Will we welcome others in? Will we, will we really make that, that effort, even though it inconveniences us? Like I'm thinking, your mom's talking about having people over. I'm thinking, wow, it's more people to cook for. It's more people to fix. But it's like, no, we're, we're going to welcome people into our lives. And I think it does something, what I'm thoughtful of too, it did something for us as kids. It does something for our family when we're generous with our family to others. And I, I think that was just something that really stood out to me from what was shared. I was having a conversation with uh, one of the gals in our, our uh, connection yesterday over uh, delicious cake. And... Uh, she was talking about a situation, and I said, well, that's not healthy. Uh, you, you want to be doing this, not that. She said, well, that's not the culture I come from. And I said, well, look, if the culture gets in the way of your health and your wholeness, get rid of the culture, because that's not God's culture. And so I encouraged her in that. And the only thing she has to deal with is a little bit of fear. Yeah, I think it's important just that, um, as I'm hearing um, Sean talk, is that so many people, younger people especially, need a father or need a mother. And one of the things that I appreciate about my husband is that he, be, he has become a father uh, to so many young women and men who just want to have conversation. They draw on him. And he's like, he's just like, you know, he's sort of goofy. And somebody wrote in a birthday card to him, he's become sillier as he's got older. And I Absolutely. can concur with that. Yep. He has. Yep. And, and but it's hang because on, he's freer. Hang on. No, hang on. I'm not finished. He's freer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see what I go through, eh? <laughs> I think mom goes through a lot more, dad, but we won't go there right now. <laughs> On the way down here, he had two women telling him how to drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been in training for years. We got so many daughters. Um, and you failed to mention that she came to the conclusion that wisdom was the thing that showed her that. Yeah, yeah, that I was becoming, in her words, goofier. 
goofier. Or sillier. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. We're going to cue a quick video as we end here in this segment today. Hannah, what's up, though? Tiffany Carol Brown here, newly married. So excited about that. But I remember very clearly when um, I was single. It's only been six months for me. And I'm building a business, giving to those of you who are Christian, who are single, and you want to be married. Two things that I think is very important when you're thinking about family. Number one, don't isolate yourself. It's a bad move. Don't do it. It's a trick from the enemy. Isolation um, makes you susceptible to your own thoughts and your own emotions when they go bad. We all have those times. And when we're isolated, it perpetuates that neg negativity. When I was feeling lonely or when I was feeling alone, what I would do is I would make it my business to do the opposite. I would get in the presence of my friend. Somebody said that they're your... Oh, see if we can get that back while we're waiting for that to come back. Can we do, can you guys just pray um, for us and pray? I think Pastor Brendan landed on something that may be something that saves lives this year, which is hospitality. It's opening up your heart, making room for God, number one, to change your heart regarding people, your neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, is it possible that there is somebody on the other end of your obedience and the simple obedience is opening up your home to somebody. You know, let's pray into this whole thing that, you know, God would make us family, the family of God, but that God would heal families in our church and in our neighborhood, in our city. So if you guys, if I don't know who wants to, to pray, um, maybe mom, mom and mom. How about we do that? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for family. Lord, that you created family, and that's your delight and pleasure as families uh, start as they grow. And uh, Father, we commit every family uh, here at Toronto City Church, every family that's connected to this ministry, we bless them, Father. We pray, God, you, you are, one of your names, Je Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. You are the one who makes bitter experiences sweet. And Father, we pray this year that, uh, that where there has been division, and especially over the last two years where families have been ripped apart um, by differences of opinion, Father, we pray, God, just for restoration and yes. healing. Yes. God, we, yes. we know Oh, Lord, that you are the healer. You are the one who can draw yes. people back together. And so, yes. Lord, we just uh, um, believe for that. We we uh, stand against every strategy of the enemy, every lie, every deception that has ripped families apart. And God, we thank you that you are so faithful. You said if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our Amen. sins and cleanse us and heal us, God. And we decree and declare that over family relationships in Toronto City Church. And uh, Father, we thank you for the strength of families yes. and uh, God we yes. pray that you would help us day by day to to watch over our families, to guard our families, to sow into the hearts of our children, Father. And Father, when we see people that um, are outside of family, that they haven't had a, maybe a good experience with family, God, help us to be patient with them. Uh, Lord, just to continue to encourage them, to invite them. Lord, even if they seem to be hesitant, Lord, to continue to invite them to come and to be part of the family circle. And God, we thank you for the healing that comes in, in uh, just the context of family in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 
Father, you put your word says you put the solitary in families. So we thank you for the family of believers here. We thank you for everyone here. We pray, dear God, that you would open our eyes to see where we need to reach out to people who may be lonely, who may be going through difficult times, and reach out with the love of Jesus, even to people who don't know you as Savior. Because we have seen so many times when we have reached out, they have come to faith in you. So, Father, we pray for everyone here in our church who may be lacking family that they would find a body a group of people at Toronto City Church who could they can call family because we are family of God family of believers and you've called us to love one another and to reach out in love and touch lives so we pray this for everyone in Jesus name amen and uh, if you ever just bow your head and close your eyes for a second as well too I felt um, just one thing that similar I felt just at different points when uh, mom and dad, mom had shared about challenges. Because, you know, sometimes I think we tend to look at other people, even around in church, and we think, oh, they must have had a perfect life or their family must be perfect and they didn't face any challenges. And then we feel down about challenges or pain that we face. Uh, but you know what? We, we all face challenges, you know, <laughs> whether we're here, whether you're watching online. Um, I just wanted to pray for people whose hearts were particularly, maybe it just, it hit home for you, uh, just where you face some challenges in your family. Maybe it's in the last couple of years. Maybe there has been a death in the family, something you're still grieving, a, a challenge you're currently facing. But we serve a God who, who heals, who restores, yeah. who comforts. Yeah. Uh, we have an eternal hope in, in Jesus. And, and I just felt like the Lord wanted to minister that for a moment or two. So I'm not going to get you necessarily to raise your hand or anything right now, but if, if that's speaking, if that, you know, kind of tweaks something for you or spoke to you, I just felt like the Lord wanted to minister for a moment or two on that front. Um, Cher, would you like to pray or I can pray into that or you want to, Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we pray for particularly anyone who has areas of pain in yes, family. Yes, Lord. God, maybe it's been a death in their family. Maybe it's been a, a current conflict. Maybe it's been a, a breakdown where maybe their relationship isn't good with a child or with a parent or with a sibling. And Father, we pray today, just we thank you for a spirit of fresh hope. God, that you are in the healing and you are in the restoring business, God. Lord, maybe even people that just desire family, they're listening to some of this and they're thinking, I didn't have that, I want that. It feels so far. I pray for hope in their hearts today. Lord, we thank you for the hope of eternity. We thank you for even those uh, you know, who, who, who knew you, who've passed away, God, we will see them again. Amen. God, and, and, and just I thank you for just encouraging and bringing life today. But I just pray for hope, hope in hope. you, hope, hope yes. in the work that you're doing, yes. God. Lord, we come against the enemy's uh, attacks that would come against people. We bind and rebuke those now in Jesus' name. Hello, we thank you. Just as mom had mentioned that verse, you set the solitary in families. Help each one of us, God. Whatever's in front of us, whatever our season, whatever the challenges, whatever, that we will draw near to you. But that, God, we will also make that room for family, make that room for community and connection. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And let's give this panel a hand this Sunday morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we're just going to transition. Yeah, you can leave your mic on the seat there or on the floor, whichever one. Uh, we're just going to transition and close uh, right now. Pastor Samuel is going to join me so we can let you know who won this week's Deeper Relationship Challenge Sexy Week. 
Absolutely. Wasn't that amazing? I was in the back just listening. There was so much wisdom to what was said. So it's really important to know how to do family well. So super oh, grateful. One more thing. Did we get the video sorted so you guys can watch it? Okay, let's cue that video first, and then we will wrap it up. Canada. What's up, though? Tiffany Carol Brown here, newly married. So excited about that. But I remember very clearly when um, I was single. It's only been six months for me and I'm building a business giving to those of you who are Christian, who are single and you want to be married. Two things that I think is very important when you're thinking about family. Number one, don't isolate yourself. It's a bad move. Don't do it. It's a trick from the enemy. Isolation um, makes you susceptible to your own thoughts and your own emotions when they go bad. We all have those times. And when we're isolated, it perpetuates that neg negativity. When I was feeling lonely or when I was feeling alone, what I would do is I would make it my business to do the opposite. I would get in the presence of my friends. Somebody said that they're your chosen family, and I definitely did that. Uh, number two is I scheduled time with my actual family. Um, we would get together every week. We would have a meal. Uh, we would talk about the tough things, the difficult things. We would pray. We would have a uh, celebration for things. And uh, it was definitely a time where I was not only um, encouraged or edified, but it's also an opportunity for me to do the same with my family. That's very important if you're a believer, you're single, and you want to be married, or if you don't. It, within the confines of marriage is a dope way to, to learn how to communicate, especially when things are really difficult. It's learn how to listen, uh, and it makes you have makes you a more aware of yourself. Two things that I think is super important. Number one, don't isolate yourself. Number two, schedule time with your actual family. Man, I love you guys. Miss you guys. Hope to see you soon. I am Tiffany Carroll Brown, and... Uh, I think you're my family. Yeah. Awesome. Now with that, we have a draw for last week or this past week's challenges. If you don't mind turning your attention to the screen, Let's we see will who won. see who our winners are. Jan. Great job, Jan. And give Jan, him a is, hand. Jan is out in, I think he's in Gatineau, playing oh, yeah. along. Yeah. Playing along from Gatineau? Well, well done, Jan, if you're watching. Awesome. Next winner is. Mary. Which Mary? Because we got a lot of Marys. We do have a lot of Mary. We will confirm which Mary. It's Mary A. Mary A. Mary A, the first Mary. My A. name is Mary A. No, okay, my name's not Mary. I didn't win. Okay, next winner. Victor. Victor, Victor O. Oh. <laughs> we do need last names we because do. we don't know who you are. But we want to say congratulations. We will be sending you something this week. Absolutely. And for those of you who won last week, if you haven't done so yet, please check your email inbox. There was a special little something that was sent to you. 
With that, we do want you to register for this week. It's House Week. There's some real house, amazing things, amazing discussion points, amazing things that are, are in this week's package for the Deeper Challenge Relationship Edition. So you can, I do believe that there is a QR code. We're just getting really great at these QR codes. We are. We are. There's one on the screen. If you uh, scan that, you can register for that, or you can go later on torontocitychurch.com and register for that. With that said, we're going to pray. Pastor? Father, thank you so much for um, family. And I thank you, Father, like your word says, you put the lonely in families. So, Father, those of us in this place who may not feel um, surrounded, may not feel like they belong, God, I pray, Lord, that you would put those who feel alone into families, God, this week. And, God, I pray, Lord, that you would pr- impress in our hearts, Father, who we should reach out to. And, God, make us those who are generous with our homes, God, generous with our times and generous with our resources towards others. And make us, creating us a spirit of adoption, God. May we love as you love Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's be family today as you go. Greet someone on your way out. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we will see you next week. I'll trust you Even when it doesn't seem like it makes sense I will trust you Yes, I'll trust you Whatever deep, you know deep my sight Many things I for don't go this side Many things we for don't ruin my life If nobody say you to keep me from mine Where I for deep Many things I for don't go this side. Many things we for don't ruin my life. But hey, they keep me from mine. Good God, oh, you be good God. You just assure yourself you be good God. Good God, oh, you be good God. 
Oh.